Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Howdy there. Welcome to another Growing in Grace podcast. My name is Joel Brzezinski. And with me, as always, Mike Kapler. We're doing the Growing in Grace podcast live from Waterloo, Iowa, although it's a recording by the time you get it. So how's Mr. Kapler doing this week? Anything uh, going on that's exciting and new and fresh, or is it dull I be, and boring? I, I, want, I want something fresh, Joel. I, I want something different. And so I want to be like one of those Hollywood types and change my name, <laughs> at least my stage name here on the podcast. From now on, I would like to be known as beef jerky <laughs> okay beef it is beef jerky yes. and mr jerky to you by the mr. way okay well i thought you were going for like maybe one of those single name things i guess that's more of the singers who do that like share and madonna <laughs> yes, there is that too uh, yeah actually i got that stage name from uh, jethro bodine from the beverly the hillbillies. beverly hillbillies beef jerky he he told one girl he says just call me beef and she says to me you'll always be jerky (laughs) uh case anyone hasn't caught on yet by the way cap loves these old time (laughs) shows (laughs) cartoons shows whatever people can google it they can search for it that's right you'll find a lot of this on youtube i'm sure you can see exactly where cap is coming from (laughs) (laughs) you know i think even the young people of today need to go back and see some of those classics and just find out how things have changed over the yeah, years. Yeah. From from some, I don't know, what I would consider to be some decent, clean comedy to um, some stuff today that might be different. Yeah, it'd <laughs> I'll be just leave it at that. Culture shock for a lot of people to go back and see some of that stuff. Yeah. It, in a good yeah. way, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's continue on our, our thread here that we've been talking about. If, if you haven't caught recent programs, you know, you can always find them at growingandgrace.org. Get caught up with us. OK, it's something that we mentioned toward the end of the last program that we want to touch on this week. You know, we've been talking about the old commandments that were from the first covenant that God had made with Israel and Israel agreed to it. The law that came through Moses commandments that were written on stone, others that were written with ink. And all of that stuff really has nothing to do with the Christ life, the life that we have now in a new and better covenant. There's a better way to go here. And and, and it's important to understand, too, as we mentioned before, that old covenant, those old commandments given to Israel. It was a covenant between God and Israel that we were not involved in as Gentiles, if we had been alive back at that time. Gentiles were not involved in that covenant. They were without a covenant with God. They were without hope. And and the Jews had a hope, but it wasn't based upon faith, that old covenant law. And so Christ came, faith came with him, grace came to us, and now we can function in 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 an entirely different environment than what the first covenant provided. And under that first covenant, remember also, it wasn't to try to get people in line and to increase morality and better behavior. Sin increased under those commandments. That's another reason why we're not attached to them 
as New Covenant believers. But Joel, uh, people get confused, they get mixed up, especially when we look at uh, the red letter books, the books with the red letters that we find in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because Jesus said some things in there that sometimes were just directed at the Israelites under the law, but on occasion, not as often, but there are a few times, um, and the book of John is perhaps the best place to find this, there are times where Jesus would begin to speak to his disciples and look forward to the new covenant that was about to happen after his death and resurrection, uh, because the new covenant didn't begin with his birth, and that's where some of the confusion comes in here. Uh, it came after Jesus died. The death of the testator had to happen for the will to go into effect. In John uh, chapter 13 and 14, Jesus talked about some commandments, and uh, maybe that's where we want to plant our flag here today. Sounds like a good place to start here. I know that, you know, one thing that we talk about a lot we even did a 20-part series one time about how not all of Jesus' words were for the Gentiles or for the church, in that uh, a lot of what he taught was law. But at other times, it's, it's also true, like you were just saying, he was looking ahead to life under the new covenant. And so some of these things that he said that were repeated later on, like in, we're, we're looking at the Gospel of John here, what's called the Gospel of John, the Book of John, uh, some of these things John would re, would uh, refer back to in his epistle, First John. So we're looking at the book of John, and then we'll look at f- what he said in First John as well. And one of these things, I know that you had said chapter uh, 13, and I'm looking at the red letters here. I can't find it right now. I just had it. What's um? Well, let, let's just take a quick look at, at John 13, 34, where Jesus said, Okay, a new commandment I give you, love one another. And then he's going to come back to this in, in the, the 14th chapter of John 2. Yeah, so this commandment, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. That is different. You see, remember, we've talked recently about the commandment in the law that said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that was from the law. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That was the law. And remember, with the law, you had to keep it perfectly. You had to love your neighbor as you love yourself, not just try to do good to your neighbor from time to time, and not just try your best to love God, but you had to love the Lord your God with all of your mind, soul, strength, and every everything within you. <laughs> and if you didn't, if you didn't do that, you fell short of keeping the law. You became a lawbreaker. So you were guilty. And the thing is, with the law, no one had ever done that. Jesus says something different here. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. And people mistake this for, well, yeah, he said, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself, but this is different. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. This it wasn't a legalistic commandment that Jesus was giving. He wasn't saying, you'd better darn well do this or else. But he was saying, look at the way that I have loved you. This is how I want you to love each other. That's really what that was. It's, it's not a legalistic commandment that we have to follow or else. It's something good for us to do. When we see how much God loves us, when we see the love that Jesus had for us by dying on the cross, we want to restri- reciprocate that to him and, and to other people as well. 
Yeah, you made a great point. Um, Jesus didn't love us because he was commanded to. <laughs> right. <laughs> because that's not really, at its root, that's not really love when that occurs. You just, you know, well, I have to love you. I have to love you. <laughs> have you ever heard that one? You have to love me. Well, that's not really love. So John 14, 15, Jesus said this, and, and we, we take these little snippets, don't we? And then we apply them to the mindset that we have established, good, bad, or ugly. But he said this in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I, I don't know. I, I think most people out there, especially from a legalistic perspective, we can't help it because we've been raised in, in legalism. A lot of us have been raised in legalism all of our lives, and, and we're trying to unlearn from a lot of those things. But if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So a legalist will usually read it backwards and say, you will keep my commandments if you love me, or you will prove your love to me when you keep my commandments. They turn it inside out. There's just so many things we've talked about over the years, Joel, where people just get it backwards and, and put the cart ahead of the horse. But that's what people will do. And, and they're looking at this backwards. And so John 14, 15 and let's just point out a couple of other things here real quick. John 14, 1. I know we're skipping around here just a little bit, but there's a point to be made. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. John 14, 1. 14, 11, he continues along that same thread where he says, John 14, 11, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. So we have a belief factor going on here. But over to First uh, John chapter 3, where John made an important distinction here, First John 3.23, this is his commandment, backing up a verse, whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him, and this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. So you see John writing in his letter, First John chapter 3, is reflecting back on some things that were recorded in the Gospel of John, because he was there when Jesus was saying these things. Here's the commandments. And the point here, I think, to be made before I get you back in here, Joel, is that Jesus is admonishing, he's encouraging, he's exhorting people. Um, Paul brought us exhortations on, on conduct and behavior and things that we can do. But these new covenant directives, like what Jesus was talking about here to his disciples in John 13 and 14, notice the difference between these and the old covenant commands. The old covenant commands attached with a condition, do this and good things will happen. Don't do this, bad things will happen. There's none of that in these new covenant directives that Jesus is talking about with these so-called commandments. Yeah, that's right. These are not, like I said, not legalistic things. They're not salvation-based. You know, you're not going to lose your salvation if you don't do these things. It has nothing to do with that. The law demanded perfection. Jesus gave an exhortation, like you said. He wanted his followers, he wanted his disciples in this case, and what, what we're talking about from John 13 and 14, he wanted them to know his love for them. They had seen his love for them. They knew, they understood that he loved them, and he wanted them to love others and each other like he had loved them. And it's the same, uh, John brought this up again in 1 John 4. You were looking at 1 John 3, and in 1 John 4, in this the love of God was manifested toward us. So how do we know that God loves us? How do we know God? God, I want to know your love. How do we know God's love? In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. 
In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Again, not a legalistic command, not something you better do or else. It's like, look at how much God loves you. Look how he showed his love for you. Look how he showed his love for us. As you get to know that love, and as you get to know how you are, who you are in him, uh, because he said that we might live through him. So as you get to know who you are in him, look at his love, look at who you are, and love one another in that same way. Now, of course, we're going to fall short. We're not going to do it perfectly, but that's not the point. The point is look to his love, not look to your efforts to try to love. I just got to love people. I'm just trying to love. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard, but I just, I fall so short. I keep messing up. I do things that, that hurt people. Well, okay, that's part of being human, but look at the love of God. Don't focus on your faults, on your mistakes. Because God isn't. He loved you so much while you were a sinner that he sent Christ to die for you. So these are just some of the things that we're talking about when we say, yeah, we're not living under the law. And uh, there are some things in the New Testament epistles that show us a certain way to live. They're not legalistic things. They're just exhortations and things that as we look at God's love, we can encourage one another to live by those things. This is the Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.